Hello and welcome to Redeemer Radio's 2021 Spring Shareathon. Shareathon was a great success, but we could still use your help. Please visit RedeemerRadio.com to make your donation and please share this audio with friends and family. Welcome to a special episode of Truth and Charity with Bishop Rhodes. I'm Kyle Hyman here with our bishop as usual. We've moved out of the studio and uh, just for some some more delightful camera angles here on the seventh floor at the Knoll Center. And uh, we'll be streaming on Facebook. So if you're watching us on Facebook, welcome and good to, good to see you. Oh, I guess I can't see them. They Good to see us. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Good to see you all. I can't <laughs> thank you see for being you, here, but, Bishop. But thank you. Thanks, Kyle. So... Uh, we've kind of mentioned the past several weeks about doing the Regina Chaley in Latin. Okay. So I don't know if you feel up to leading us in that prayer. Today. Well, you know, I always sing it, uh-huh. but that might make uh, listeners turn the radio <laughs> off. So I'll just re- try to recite it. Okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe we could have the sung version as like a, if we hit our goal, Bishop that, will sing. That would be the- good. But maybe we should have somebody else sing, like Miriam or somebody. Okay. Yeah, that would <laughs> right, be good. Well, Miriam's in charge. <laughs> ready? I'm ready. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Regina Celi Letare, Alleluia. Quia quem meruisti portare, Alleluia. Resurrexit sicutixit, Alleluia. Ora pro nobis Deum, Alleluia. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right. So how often do you do that in Latin? I don't. I do it in English. I only really sing it in Latin at the end of night prayer if I'm like with a group. Oh, okay. I don't sing by myself. I guess I Uh could. Uh But um, yeah, I learned that in the seminary. All right. Yeah. We would pray the Angelus in Latin too, which was also engraved in my mind. So seminary was mostly in Italian? Well, I had two years in Philadelphia, so then it was in English. But once I got to Rome, it was was Italian Italian or or we do some of the Latin. Mm -hmm. Just as prayers? Not being taught in Latin. For example, every Sunday or most Sundays, I'd go to St. Peter's Square and Pope John Paul II would do the Angelus at noon. Mm -hmm. And that was always in Latin. Okay. Yeah, so I don't remember praying that very often in Italian. Usually we would pray it in Latin. Huh. Yeah. Now, most of the masses I attended were in Italian, and Italian is such a beautiful language. Yeah. You know, I love the prayers in Italian. Very good. <laughs> I don't know any Italian prayers. Okay. Well, I could teach you if you want. <laughs> what's what's a lot, How would our father start off in Italian? It would start out Padre Nostro. Now, now, here I'm where I get my Spanish starts coming in because I haven't <laughs> been thinking. Que estás yeah. no cielo. But let me let me get to, <laughs> let me just switch my thinking here a little bit. This is the hard thing I have. I know. Like when I met with Pope Francis, and you know, I was mixing up because I was thinking somewhat in Italian when uh-huh. I was there, and I was mixing it up with the Spanish, and he started laughing, and he said, "Don't worry, that happens to me too." Yeah. <laughs> so it's Padre Nostro. Now I see I'm going into Latin. <laughs> Padre Nostro. Uh, uh, let me think. Padre Nostro. Our Father who art in heaven. Que se ne cielo. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of crossover, a lot of similarities between, especially Italian and Spanish. Yeah, now it's coming to me. Well, just before we get too far into this, uh, mention that we are fundraising. This is Shareathon for Redeemer Radio, so you can text or call 260-436-9598. I'll mention that number again. It's our Holy Cross College text line. We mention every episode of Truth and Charity. Uh, people can also go to RedeemerRadio.com, click Give Now. If you have a Redeemer Radio app, which is a free download, there's a Give Now button there. Our goal for the hour is $4,000. So... That's pretty uh, steep, Kyle. We, we were actually thinking that maybe one of these times we should have a goal like um, you could have a stationary bicycle or something like that. And if you get so many you know, calories burned off, then somebody would donate to match the number of calories or something. Well, why don't you be on the bicycle <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> you shoot Actually, baskets. Actually, that would be good. You shoot baskets. I'll be on a stationary bicycle. Oh, we'll do a whole. I would love that whole thing. All that right, that would be fun. Hey, you know that would be even better. Like for every shot I'd get in, like they have to give a hundred dollars. There you go. What do you say? I'm for it. We'll have yeah. to go to some gym. Who's who's going to donate the hundred dollars per basketball shot for Bishop? <laughs> That'll be fun. We'll do that. You can go to RedeemerRadio.com, click Give Now, or text or call. 260-436-9598. If you're listening live, we've got volunteers on standby, right, waiting for your phone call. Uh, if you're listening after the fact, feel free to continue to call or text. That's the radio station's phone number, and people would happily set up either a, a one-time do- donation, a monthly donation, a pledge for you to donate sometime down the road. We've got T-shirts for people that sponsor an hour, which is $120 or $10 a month. We have day sponsors starting at $400. If you want to honor a family member, somebody who's passed, your priest, bishop, we can highlight them on, a, on the day of your choosing as part of your support. And while you're donating, I want to talk a little bit about kind of what's going on in the diocese. Maybe we can get a little update. Uh, I know you also mentioned St. Anselm. Yeah, today's the feast of St. Anselm, great saint. Yeah. Okay. I don't know much about him. He was a Benedictine. And he was great theologian, okay. uh, medieval times. Um, he's famous for his ontological proof for the existence of God. It's a little complicated, so I don't want to get into that. All right, at this maybe point, a future episode. Future episode okay. when we're focused on philosophy. Uh-huh. But um, it's probably not appropriate during the Shareathon. There's a Saint Anselm's College in New Hampshire. I have friends who've gone there. No, great Benedictine scholar. Yep. Very good. Ontological argument. Yes. What does ontological mean? Being. Okay. The study of being. Hmm. So if we talk about, that's, that's common in, in theology. I mean, as Catholics, we definitely, our Catholic background in philosophy talks about God as the supreme being, mm-hmm. you know, existence itself. And St. Thomas Aquinas, of course, spoke about this, that, you know, to be, I mean, we would not even, not only not exist ever, but even at this moment, without God, we cannot exist. Right. He is being itself. That is the question, right? That is the question. Yep. To be or not to be. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so the ontological argument, there's a teleological argument. Teleological. It's been a long time. I took a philosophy of religion class in college, but it's been many years. Yep. And there's different arguments from St. Thomas, and I think we talked okay. about yep. on this show, you know, Was where it five different contingencies, yeah. Uh, argument from contingency, argument from finality, or uh-huh. like you said, the teleological argument, the argument from the order of the universe, 
yeah, metaphysical arguments. Metaphysical and, and ontological are very close in meaning. So yeah, we can we can talk sometime about Saint Saint Anselm and 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 his uh, ontological argument. Um, it's not my favorite argument for the existence okay. of God philosophically, but you know, there's a lot been written on it. All right. Yeah. Well, another thing I thought we could talk about during this hour is kind of what's going on in the diocese and in the world. There's been a lot of different studies coming out with kind of across the board Christianity, a lot of people not going to churches even before COVID. You know, the numbers had been declining of people going to churches, especially in our Catholic churches. The past, you know, 10 years have not been a good-looking chart if you look at that. It seems like things in our diocese are going fairly well. You just had a the most successful bishop's appeal in yeah. 2020, kind of one of the Ever. the worst financial times in, in recent history, and had one of the best bishop's appeal. Why do you think that is? And also the best Pentecost collection for seminary education. Right. So in the midst of the pandemic with the financial woes, our people have been so generous. It's incredible. I'm rather optimistic about people returning to mass mm -hmm. after the pandemic, because we've seen numbers going up everywhere. Okay. I mean, I've seen all the masses. I've had so many, well, of course, confirmations. A lot of people come to mass, but even other masses that I've had besides confirmation masses in the last month or so, the numbers are really up. So I guess I'm optimistic by nature, but mm -hmm. I didn't have the pessimism that I was reading about, about, oh, people are not going to come back to church. I think it's, at least in our diocese, I'm pretty optimistic. I think the faith is strong. People who weren't going prior to getting vaccinated, you know, a lot of pe those people were, you know, had various health conditions, mm -hmm. et cetera, or were elderly or or whatever, and or maybe their professions were such that they, you know, had to be extra careful, like healthcare professionals. So I'm cautiously optimistic. Why do you think? things are going well in our diocese when they're not going so well in some of the dioceses. In fact, I've even heard some of the smaller dioceses are having financial troubles. There's there's even a rumors that they might combine dioceses. I have not heard that, but I haven't really read a lot about what's going on in other uh -huh. dioceses other than, you know, I haven't seen any hard statistics on it. Yeah. But my own feeling about uh, the people of our diocese is, is there's a strong faith here. I feel very blessed to serve in uh, Diocese of Fort Wayne, South Bend. So I can't speak for, for other places. I mean, I think we see the level of giving is very good, but there are other indicators of the spiritual mm -hmm. health. Vocations are good mm -hmm. here. That's another indicator of, of good spiritual health. I think we have strong Catholic schools. I mean, there are a lot of positive things that are in our favor. At the same time, we live in an increasingly secularized society, too. So there are those influences. I don't want to deny that. There are influences, especially on our young people and our young adults. That's why I've put a lot of emphasis on young adult ministry, because that's the period where we see a drop-off. Mm -hmm. And that's nationwide, sure. of course. Uh, but even there, you know, I'm constantly edified by the faith of many of our young adults, uh, some who are college students or after college. Uh, it's important that all of our parishes be reaching out to young adults and especially to be open to the questions that they have. Yeah. Because when they're in this secularized society, I mean, they're going to hear a lot of things that are against the faith and we don't want them to succumb to, to that. So that's where I think good Catholic education is very helpful. And nothing replaces a strong 
raising in, mm -hmm. in the home, uh, the parents' example and witness of the faith in the home. That is the number one indicator of uh, ongoing practice of the faith by their children. Yeah. And in the past, when we talked about Catholic schools, I know you're looking at some other places that have waiting lists to get into their Catholic schools and where we have Catholic schools with many empty desks that we'd love to fill. And you talked about looking into this and trying to see what we could do. I know our school is, is participating in, in some kind of a research program and how they can get more people involved with the school. Is that something that's happening on the diocesan level? We've been doing a lot of work with our Sunday visitors, been helping fund some of this, but especially in the area of enrollment and marketing. Yeah. Um, and I think that's something we've been kind of weak in. In other words, the education that our Catholic schools provide I'm not saying we should be boastful, but it's a, a very good education mm -hmm. uh, academically and most importantly, spiritually, education in the faith. But I don't know if that we talk enough or advertise it enough in the community. So that's what we're going to try to do more of. Yeah. And one of the things maybe just to, to brag on this floor that we're on here, the seventh floor, is I think the Bishop's Appeal video was very moving this year, and Nate Prue, who's helping with this recording, and the, the team up here, I think, did a really great job with that. And then also, I, I think, just looking around, we have so many resources. We've talked about this in the past with our Sunday Visitor, Ave Maria Press, Notre Dame, the other Catholic universities, University of St. Francis, and, and so many big organizations that are in this diocese, but also movements of lay people. And we see this men's ministry with women's ministry with specific outreaches. And I'm just so amazed to see the passion that some of these people have that have just poured into these, you know, nonprofits and, and ministries that are really doing great things in our diocese. And I think Redeemer Radio is one of those that we've, we've seen such a great outpouring of support, uh, not only financially, but also people that are volunteering their time to help make everything possible. And this is a, a fundraiser for Redeemer Radio. So if you want to go to Redeemer Radio and click donate, you can do that or call or text 260-436-9598. Again, 260-436-9598. You can do a one-time donation. You can do a monthly donation. Uh, maybe if you have some stocks or something like that, there's some different tax benefits for donating that way. But I'm always amazed to hear that people were listening to Redeemer Radio. That was a catalyst to them converting to the faith. And I think you shared stories before where you've talked with converts and they've shared that that was one of the things that moved them or maybe began them on the journey of asking questions. And I also think Sometimes it's not the person listening that was moved to convert, but the li person listening that was able to help somebody undergo that conversion. You know, so often, you know, if we are not prepared to answer the questions that our friends and family are asking us, of people at work or whatever, if we don't know how to answer those questions, then we can't help serve God in that capacity of of leading somebody to the truth. And so, you know, it's not only for those that are on a journey towards God, but also for those of us that are trying to help others. I mean, we're all on a journey in faith too. We can always grow in that. But what do you think about that idea of not only seeking the truth, but helping others? What is our role as lay people in bringing people to church to evangelize our coworkers, our family members, our friends, strangers that we come across? Yeah. Well, I'm glad you mentioned about the lay and lay apostolates here in our diocese like Redeemer Radio and and many others 
really, this is a living out of the teaching of the Second Vatican Council, kind of a recovery of that whole idea of the baptismal priesthood. So everyone, by by virtue of their baptism and confirmation, is called to evangelize, is called to go forth, like Jesus said in the Great Commission, to go forth and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So decades ago, there was the thought, well, no, that's the work of priests, it's the work of nuns, but Second Vatican Council really brought this to the fore, saying, no, every baptized person has a responsibility to participate in the mission of the church, that mission of evangelization, because priests and bishops and religious, they're not going to be able to meet a lot of people, all the people that need to be evangelized. So therefore, Catholics in the home, laity in the home, at work, in the community, by the witness of their lives, most importantly, but also by by able to share the faith and share the the truths of our faith with others, and especially when it comes to all the questions that people have. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you're mentioning, that we need our Catholic people to be well-educated. They should know their faith well. Some adults may didn't, maybe didn't have a really good background in catechesis, so they're kind of catching up as adults, but, but I'm still learning. I mean, we all, yeah. we're lifelong learners. I mean, just look at the scriptures to be able to delve into the scriptures to have a better understanding. I mean, that's something that uh, we're all called to do so that we can, as St. As Paul wrote about, giving others a reason for our hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the reason that we're Christian? What's the reason that we're Catholic? Why do we live in hope? Why do we do what we do? So, yeah, and I think Redeemer Radio is great at that because so many of the programs on Redeemer Radio are instructive where there's a catechetical dimension. My show, our show, mm-hmm. I should say our show. <laughs> no, uh, no, don't Truth give me and Charity. I mean, we, we answer a lot of questions, but we delve into the scriptures or we talk about lives of the saints mm-hmm. or, you know, a lot of times listeners will will send in questions. And, and uh, so hopefully it brings clarity to people so that they can answer questions that others may present to them. Of course, it's not all intellectual. It's also, I mean, the intellectual part I think is important, but it's also living what we profess. I mean, that manner of evangelization is most important, is that we're we're truly living or striving to live the gospel, to live the Beatitudes, and therefore striving to grow in holiness. And that's something about Redeemer Radio, too. The spiritual dimension is really important. I think Redeemer Radio has a certain emphasis on prayer and uh, the importance of, of growth in holiness. So our faith isn't just a matter of our head. It's also a matter of our heart. Mm-hmm our whole being. Yeah. And one of the things that we've put together recently is a prayer hour that airs on Redeemer Radio, and it contains uh, the rosary reflections that you've given in the past, as well as several different prayers that that you've led, and a bunch of lay people that we've had come in and record different things. And so it's this, this nice little guide to somebody if they want to, you know, turn it on in the morning when they wake up or you know, take it in with them to a holy hour or something like that. If they, I don't know what to do, or what to say, or what to pray, just listen to these prayers and pray along with them. You know, and Good. and it is important that it's not just you know, information, yeah. but also like let's lead people into praying with scripture, praying with these prayers of the church. And yeah. uh, you mentioned answering people's questions, and that's a highlight for me that we're able to 
ask these questions of our bishop. I don't know how many people have access to uh, being able to ask their bishop questions and that you're so generous to, to respond to them. And if people have questions, you could call in with them. You could text in with them and we'll add them to a future episode and you could make your donation or even if you're not able to make a donation, no problem. This is Redeemer Radio is free. You'll always be able to listen to it for free. Our podcasts are free. And it's only because of the generosity of those that are able to support us. And so uh, maybe your support is through prayer, maybe it's through volunteer time, or maybe it's through donations. And so people can call or text 260-436-9598. We've got volunteers listening right now to the radio, and they maybe would like to listen to your voice if you give them a call. Prayer request, a question for Bishop, a donation, a pledge, however you want to do it, just call 260-436-9598. Do you have a a, a favorite question or a most challenging question? There have been a number of challenging questions that yeah. have been submitted. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm... Sometimes there are questions that I'd never heard before yeah. <laughs> or never really thought much about. I mean, others are pretty easy to answer, but there's some that take a good bit of thought or even some research. But I enjoy it. I mean, I, I don't, I'm open to any kind of question. Uh-huh. And if I don't know the answer, I'll say it or I'll let you answer it, Kyle, if I don't <laughs> know the answer. <laughs> well, and I know also you, you do research too. So uh, yeah. very generous with you know, prep time and, and things like that. I know we've had a lot of questions on current events and yeah. uh, political situations and things, and I, I just love that you're not, you don't shy away from some of those difficult questions. And yeah, I don't think there was ever a question submitted in how many years have we been on the air? Uh, I don't, is it three, three years. I don't think I've ever not tried to answer a question. Yeah, I don't mind trying, you know, my best. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to avoid giving a wrong answer. Yeah, but uh, I would be honest and say, listen, I don't know the answer to this. But but most of the, most of the things I do. But the <laughs> uh, but but sometimes there's some that take a little bit more delving into it. I, I loved when we like when we've gone more deeply into some scriptures. That's been enjoyable for mm-hmm. me. So so for me, it's not when I come on Redeemer Radio. It's not really work. I kind of enjoy it. There also is kind of an academic side to me that I kind of enjoyed. Like when I taught, I only really taught full time for two years of my priesthood uh-huh. on uh, on the seminary faculty, and I really enjoyed it. And uh, so there is that kind of side to me. But but really, preaching all the time, you yeah. know, practice so off. I mean, that uh, I have an opportunity to to think more deeply in preparing homilies, and mm-hmm. I, I enjoy preparing homilies. I I think. Um, I imagine most priests do. I have to watch that I don't become too academic in my <laughs> homilies because that's kind of a tendency of mine. So, um, what do you think your longest homily ever was? Oh my! Did goodness. you ever do like a half an hour homily? Oh yeah, I have, but that would be unusual. I mean, I <laughs> okay. think probably I'm a little longer than I should be. Um, <laughs> I thought but, you were going to say longer than average. But well, longer. and longer than average. But I think part of it is a lot of the liturgies that I preach at are special occasions. Right. So kind of people are expecting a yeah. little bit longer. Yeah. I mean, if I'm preaching the diocesan wedding anniversary masses or ordinations or chrism mass or, yeah. you know, a lot of those big liturgies, they're, they're kind of a lot to talk about. Now, confirmations, they tend to be longer because I'll be calling on kids although I haven't been during the pandemic, but before the pandemic, I would, those homilies were a little long, but it was that interchange 
or exchange between me and the kids. So that tended to be longer too. But but I do have to stop sometimes because there's I want to say too much sometimes. So <laughs> I recognize that's a weakness. Have so, you ever skipped pages? You're like oh okay. Well, I have. I, I when I you know you can tell on the when you're looking out at a congregation. <laughs> You know, I can tell if I have their attention or if I'm losing them. Uh-huh. And if I see that I'm losing them, I might cut stuff. You know, I, <laughs> I, I'll say, okay, I'm not going to, I'll cut this. But, you know, if you see people out there starting to yawn or nod off, yeah, that's a bad sign. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, a reminder, you can call or text 260-436-9598. You can go to RedeemerRadio.com or click Give Now in the Redeemer Radio app. And coming up, I want to talk about Redeemer Radio, Spoke Street Media, what the difference is between these two. I hope to, that we can draw in some of these people that are leaving the church and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the kind of exchange that we have with the diocese. So that's coming up. You're listening to Spring share on Redeemer Radio. Because of listener support through the years, we have evangelized through our radio towers. And now God is calling us to more through the creation of Spoke Street Media, an authentically Catholic podcast network. We're continuing to create programs locally and also establishing partnerships with other content creators. All of these podcasts are brought together and shared through the Spoke Street Media Network. Our goal is to reach those who are searching or feeling lost, not just because we have goodness to give them, but because without the good they bring us, we're not complete. The popularity of podcasts and audio on demand is undeniable. There's also no denying that Spoke Street Media started right here with Redeemer Radio. Thank you for your continued support of our expanding mission. I think that by supporting Redeemer Radio, what you can do, not everybody can go out and evangelize. Not everybody's called to it. Not everybody's good at it. Not everybody can go out and spread the faith in an explicit way. But if you support Redeemer Radio, Redeemer Radio can do it for you. And so even when you're asleep or at work or not paying attention, Redeemer Radio is there um, inviting people to the faith and inviting them to a better life in Christ. We need your support to continue sharing the good news. Go to RedeemerRadio.com and click Give Now or call 260-436-9598. This is Dr. David Anders, host of Called to Communion, Heard here on Redeemer Radio weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. On Call to Communion, we take calls from non-Catholics and answer questions about what's keeping them from becoming Catholic. Thank you for listening to and supporting Catholic programming like Call to Communion, heard right here on Redeemer Radio. Giving during share doesn't have to come straight out of your checkbook. Our business office can help you initiate a stock transfer, a required minimum distribution from your IRA, and more. Everyone's circumstances are different, but don't let that stop you from joining our mission. Call now and we can help figure out the best way for you to be a part of sharing the truth and love of Jesus Christ through Redeemer Radio. Imagine the impact your donation can make in this community. Call 260-436-9598.
Joining our mission is now even easier with our mobile app. Download Redeemer Radio's app from the App Store or Google Play and click Give Now. Help us continue sharing Christ across the Diocese of Fort Wayne, South Bend, and beyond. Call or text GIVE to the Holy Cross College text line at 260-436-9598 or donate online at RedeemerRadio.com. This is Redeemer Radio Shareathon. Thank you for listening to and supporting your local Catholic radio station. Welcome back to a special episode of Truth and Charity with Bishop Rhodes. I'm Kyle Hyman here with our bishop, and we are celebrating Sherathon, which means that we're mixing things up a little bit. Redeemer Radio is free, always will be, and our podcasts are free. And one thing that you can do to support us is, is to donate. If you have personally benefited from Redeemer Radio, or maybe you feel like you know this is a way to, to give back, you know, sometimes we support things because it's for us. Sometimes we support things like life pregnancy centers or whatever, because it helps somebody else. And maybe you know that there's people that are on their journey that might stumble across Redeemer Radio, and we hear about this time and time again, that uh, people, they're listening and they're like, wait a minute, that's not what I thought the Catholic Church believed, and had a misunderstanding of what we teach. And that's one of the things I appreciate, that we have all of these shows that are that are call-in shows, and they have a Catholic apologetics, and are able to share with, and uh, like Catholic Answers will have like uh, atheists only call in, you know. I yeah. mean, what what other you know Christian domination is inviting atheists to ask them questions, you know? But we're not afraid of questions, and you're not afraid of questions. You call, you can text in, call in, ask Bishop questions. You can you can do that right now. If you have a question for Bishop, you could call in two six zero four three six ninety five ninety eight. We'll put that on a list for a future episode of Truth and Charity. Uh, you could. Call or text that number. Either way, it's the Holy Cross College text line. We have volunteers standing by to take your call. You could go to RedeemerRadio.com, click Give Now. You can support Redeemer Radio. You can do a monthly pledge, a one-time donation. Uh, We've got T-shirts if you support an hour. So we figured out that it costs about $120 an hour to do everything that Redeemer Radio is doing, the the content creation, the – the towers, the electricity, the phone bill, everything is $120 an hour. So if you want to sponsor an hour, then we have a t-shirt for you. We've got these green ones that say you belong. We've got new ones for Spoke Street. And so they're they're all real soft. We've been really intentional about getting soft t-shirts. So if you want to do that, or if you want to become a day sponsor for $400 and up to honor somebody, you can do that as well. So go to RedeemerRadio.com, click give now, or text the word give to 260-436- 9598 or call that number 260-436-9598. And Bishop, I was kind of wondering, I think Redeemer Radio started a couple years before you came to the diocese. Correct. Do you remember your first interaction with Redeemer Radio? They were probably at your that's, installation that's mass. That's like over te- Yeah, they were they recorded my um my installation mass which was January 13th, 2010. And I was really happy that when I came here, because they were just getting a Catholic radio station off the ground in Harrisburg, uh-huh. that I had had a couple meetings with the organizers the months before I was transferred. And I thought, wow, this is a great idea to have Catholic radio. When I came here, it was already established. Now, after I came, we were able to extend it to, which I was really happy, I forget what year it was, to South Bend so that we would have the whole diocese included. So I was really pleased with that. Do you remember what year that was? 
Uh, not off the top of my head. It was a few no. years after yeah. I got here. I know that. And um, so now what's wonderful is that we're, we can be heard throughout the diocese. Mm -hmm. And um, even when I'm driving, like I start it, as I'm driving towards from Fort Wayne to South Bend, I, I start driving. You know, I think it's around somewhere close to Warsaw where it starts getting a little weak. And then I switch to the South Bend channel, yeah. which is great. You yeah. Know, and vice versa. One thing I was thinking about, too. How many people just by accident come across Redeemer mm -hmm. Radio? I mean, let's say non-Catholics yep. or let's say travelers who right. are just driving through Indiana. I mean, do you get many reports like, you know, people just happen? I mean, we could be evangelizing people from, you know, driving to Chicago yeah. or driving between states. And do you, do you hear about that? We do. Every once in a while, there'll be a truck driver that's just hitting scan on the on the thing. They get to listen to it for, you know, an hour as they're driving through town or whatever. Uh, there's even been stories of, uh, we have somebody that they came into the church after clicking on their preset button five. They have no idea how it got on their preset, Really, but went in the car for lunch, hit preset five and there was Redeemer radio. They're talking about something. She's like, wait a minute, this is interesting. Uh -huh. And started listening every day during lunch wow. and then went through RSA, became in the church. Uh Amazing. But, yeah, there's all kinds of crazy stories like, how, do, how does that even happen? Yeah, yeah. you're just kind of scanning through. And anymore, like, I, I don't have a radio in the house. I work for a radio station, but I don't have a radio <laughs> in the house. But a third of houses have smart speakers now, and we have a smart speaker in our house. So we just tell it to play Redeemer Radio. Uh, and it kind of depended on your settings and stuff like that. It, things recently changed, and now I have to say, play Redeemer Radio on TuneIn. But okay. then people can listen anywhere, streaming, live, reading radio. Is that like the Alexa thing? Yeah, yeah. You know, someone gave me uh, that for Christmas <laughs> and I haven't really gotten into it's, it. So I can still do in the that. box. Yeah, I'll have to, so all I have to do is say Redeemer Radio. Nate, Nate will get you set up. He, oh, he, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be good. That's, yeah, thanks. Yeah. So, and that's one of the things kind of looking as people start to listen to radio less and less as technology increases. We always have our phones on us and people are listening on their phones. If you got earbuds in, you know, you're at home, you're doing different things. People are listening to podcasts because of the on-demand. Or you listen to something and think, man, I wish I could share this. Well, we can do that with podcasting. And so that's where we've been moving over the past four plus years that I've been around is more and more podcasts. And that was kind of what led to, and we've talked a little bit about this, but in November of 2019, there was a group of us that sat down and we took three days and we just had a kind of a retreat slash brainstorm where we were trying to prayerfully discern where God is calling Redeemer Radio. And I think we'd kind of gotten in the habit of saying yes to everything and saying, well, if the church needs it and we can do it, then we should, rather than saying, all right, what's God specifically calling us to? And so instead of doing a bunch of things, you know, not too well, you know, what could we do really well and if, if we focused on what God's calling us to? And it was amazing, really open to anything. What, what could it be? It could be starting something completely different. Um, fortunately, it wasn't that different. We're continuing to do Redeemer Radio, FM stations across the diocese in you know, Northeast Indiana and Michiana, but also looking at how can we meet those people that are not listening to the radio, who want things on demand, who want to be able to share things with others, how can we invest more into podcasting and, and digital live streaming as well? And so 
Spoke Street Media is what came out of that. And so I think there's a little confusion sometimes with people like what's Redeemer Radio versus Spoke Street Media. And thought maybe kind of clarify that a little bit is that Spoke Street Media, they both have a, a similar mission, and that's to amplify the voice of the creator by fostering content that invites. So how can we be that inviting word, that inviting voice that people hear that's not pushy, that's not forcing people into something, that's not attacking anybody, but that's just lovingly inviting people to learn more about the truth. And unfortunately, there's a lot of things that are out there that uh, have a Catholic name to them that, that don't have that message, that, that aren't inviting, that aren't welcoming, that aren't loving. And so we're really trying to buckle down on that and say, how can we find the voices out there that are creating that and help them foster content that invites to amplify their voice? And so Spokestream Media is really trying to reach out to people who might not think that they needed a Redeemer, who might not listen to the radio. So Redeemer Radio is kind of a, a bad brand name for, for this specific audience. And uh, really trying to be the, the hub and the spokes connecting people to the content, reaching out to where they are, whether it be on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or going to websites and social media, but then also to go out into the street to uh, Pope Francis is constantly calling us not to just wait for people to come to us, but how can we meet them where they are and maybe step outside of our comfort zone a little bit and welcome in people on the peripheries. And so it's been really exciting to see in the past four or five months, this grow from an idea that we'd been working on for a year to actually being out there and, and drawing in thousands of people who joined us for our Lenten campaign and we got a lot of feedback from that of people that were really moved by that. We shared a couple different episodes of truth and charity with that list and people who said, you know, really, this really helped me in my journey during Lent. Yeah, we're prayer, fasting, almsgiving, but also I want to learn how I can be a better person. I want to be challenged. I want to be educated and I want to be led in prayer. And we had a combination of all of those things with these podcasts. And so we're just really looking forward to the future of how we can continue to grow in both you know, how we continue to reach out to two different audiences a lot of times. And there's some crossover. There's people that listen to the radio when they're in the car. There's people that li- and then they listen to podcasts when they're at home or vice versa. And so how can we nurture both audiences? And it's really been through the generosity and support of all of those that have supported Redeemer Radio that made all of that possible. And so, first of all, I just want to thank people that have been praying for us that we were able to be guided by the Holy Spirit to, to launch that. I thank the people that have been donating that have made this possible, that we could financially do it. And also just encourage people to continue to, to look at, you know, is there a role for you in this? Is there, is there a way that you're called to be a part of this mission, whether it be through volunteer? Maybe you have an idea for a podcast that you'd like to pitch, say, hey, I know this guy who would be great, or I have been doing this little thing on the side or, you know, whatever. Or, you know, maybe you are able to donate or just to pray for us. So just a reminder, this is our spring share and invite you to participate in our mission. Let us know. Give us a call with your idea, with your suggestion, with, with your story of how you were changed by something that Redeemer Radio has done. You can call 260-436-9598. You can support Redeemer Radio that way with a monthly pledge or a 
one-time donation, whether it be, I haven't mentioned our goal is $4,000 for this hour. So anything that you can do to help us reach that goal would be great. You know, if it's just $5 a month, yeah, I was thinking about different things and different prices, and I was looking it up. So Disney Plus is $8 a month. Netflix is $9 a month. Amazon Prime, $13 a month. The average phone bill is $114 a month. Wow. The average internet and cable bill is $132 a month. You get trash and water, electricity, gas for your car, all these things that we pay for every month. But what impact is that having on, on people? Like, how is that helping the world? You know, this is a chance to have an internal, eternal impact on lives that, you know, it's not just going to help them for today or for the, for the next month or something like that. This could potentially affect somebody's eternal soul. So if you want to support Redeemer Radio, just go to RedeemerRadio.com and click on donate there, or you can call or text 260-436-9598. And I was thinking about some of the common questions that we get, Bishop, and even, even though you've answered them once, they tend to come in like every, you know, every six months, somebody will ask, what was your confirmation sponsor? So that maybe we can just kind of run through some of those common, common questions, questions that maybe we haven't talked about in years even. Yeah. So we'll start with that one. Confirmation, St. John. It was my confirmation name, John the Apostle. That's yep. right. Yep. So I always smile when I uh, confirm candidate who has John or John the Apostle, or if they just say John, I'll ask them afterwards, which St. John is, uh, you know, oftentimes they'll say John the Baptist, and yeah. I'm like disappointed, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> Wrong answer. <laughs> but some will say John the Apostle, or they'll say John Bosco, okay. you know, sometimes I'll get a John Bosco. By the way, I sometimes learn new saints that I never heard of, Yeah, you know, confirming every now and then uh, they'll say, I said, are you sure that's a saint? <laughs> yeah. I've never heard. They'll say yes, and they'll tell me about him or her. Uh-huh. And uh, so that's that's kind of fun. Yeah. Then there's some very popular ones that right. I hear a lot. Like like if I'm having you know confirmation in a in a mostly Spanish speaking community, yeah. So many boys will have the name uh, Judas Tadeo, Jude Thaddeus, very popular. Huh. Some will take Juan Diego. Right. The girls will have you know Guadalupe. Uh-huh. Um, very frequent. Other communities, you know, very popular across the board for the boys would be Sebastian. Right. You know, anyone who's an athlete. That's, that was me. Yeah. yeah. Well, you were Sebastian. I, I was I, a Sebastian. I, I like that. I used to pray at his tomb and it really helped my, when I was in Rome, really helped my basketball game. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which is going to come in handy whenever we do that $100 per, yes, per basket. exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm going to practice. Yeah, I'll do that before I'll get up and hit a baseball okay okay i'd rather play basketball but anyhow or sing uh, a song yeah or sing a song <laughs> and then with the girls you know you hear a lot of cecilia because a lot of girls like music uh-huh. you know, i've been hearing a lot uh, lately this year interesting adjutor and that's that's the patron saint of swimmers oh so these kids who are swimmers they they choose adjutor huh. um so yeah I'm, I'm learning new things like that but yeah, I, I love going around and celebrate the confirmations. All right. Going back to common questions here, I feel like we get a lot of like, when did you first feel called to become a priest? Yeah, I'll say really the earliest I can remember is seventh grade when I had confirmation, when I received confirmation. Um, I think that's when the idea was planted in my in my mind. I had a religious sister who was young and vibrant, and she kind of made me 
you think about, she, she would talk about vocations and that kind of made me think. Uh, now that went in the back of my mind until I was a sophomore in college, but, but still I think that's where I, I that's when I first remember. Hmm. And we get a lot of times people asking what your favorite book or what you're currently reading. I think because we do your reading list every once in a while, people are like, hey, it's been a while since you've asked what, what Bishop's reading. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm very embarrassed, but my dresser in my uh, bedroom, I have like 25 books on it uh-huh. that I have to put on my bookshelf, but they're like the 25 that I want to read next. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm really, I'm so behind. To be honest, I've How been so busy. How many books do you get sent? Uh, you know, I, I, some I buy myself, but... But sometimes, uh, you know, I'd say every few weeks I'll get a book in the mail. Okay, you know, OSV. They, any book they publish, they they give uh-huh. me a copy. So I have a lot <laughs> of books published by our Sunday Visitor. Right. But as far as what I'm reading right now, I have a couple books that I've been picking up here and there. But I've been so busy, I haven't read a whole lot lately uh, since Easter. But because uh, I've been on the confirmation circuit, so I've been on the road a lot. Yeah, I'm still plowing away. I really like that. I think I talked about it, uh, the biography of Pope Benedict, of Joseph uh-huh. Ratzinger. That's still, I'm not making as much headway with it. I'm going to need more chunks of time. But then, like you said, I'll get something in the mail, and then I'll put that aside and start <laughs> reading something else. Uh-huh. And But I just read um, last, uh, or two weeks, week and a half ago, I blessed a statue of... Um, St. Catherine Casper at in Donaldson. Right. Beautiful bronze statue. And and uh, but I was had to give a little talk, a little homily. So I had her biography. And I had read parts of it before. Well, the day before, the night before, I, I started um I'm thinking about, okay, I need some things to talk about in my uh-huh. homily. Well, I read the whole book <laughs> that night. But I do read fast. Yeah. And I got some ideas. Then I had the Knights of Columbus event. And I wanted to talk about Blessed Father Michael McGivney. Yeah. Same thing. I had read his biography some several years ago. The same thing. I was preparing my homily, started reading it, and read the whole book. But I do read fast. Yeah. And um, I mean, I might skip a little bit here and there, but got some ideas. But I get engrossed in it, you know. And um, so it usually happens at night because I'm too busy during uh-huh. the day. And then I end up staying up too late reading. <laughs> And I regret it the next morning, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, so really it's interesting how sometimes because I'm going to give a speech or give a homily, I'll start reading something. Uh-huh. And so I get then pulled away from other books that I would have been reading otherwise. So we need to have you give a homily on Pope Benedict and then that'll be your motivation to finish the book. <laughs> That's right. And you know, I read so, all this, and then my homilies end up being too long because I get too yeah. many ideas. Maybe you could do a theology on tap or something like that. Yeah, yeah. longer time. Yeah, and doesn't yeah. have to connect to the readings or anything. Right, right. Oh, I enjoy theology on tap. It's been a while since I've had it because I don't yeah. know if they've had any in person. Have they lately? This past year, I think they were starting back up. Oh, yeah. good. Okay. So, favorite book. You mean besides the Bible? Yeah. Um, Take that one up. Now, that's that's such a hard question. I feel like at one point you mentioned a biography of someone. I love biographies. I would say, I mean, one thing that really, the book by G.K. Chesterton, Orthodoxy, when I was in college, really had a profound effect. So that would be high up there. Orthodoxy by, by Chesterton. I mean, Confessions by Augustine touched me very deeply. Do you think There's Chesterton so many good. will be canonized? 
No, they did, were looking at a process, but evidently, even though he was a great man, I don't know that they saw the heroic sanctity. Okay. I don't know enough about his personal life to have a judgment <laughs> yeah, myself, but sometimes, you know, there's these great historical figures that um, people say, oh, we should work on his cause for canonization, but it's not, but how do you measure greatness? I mean, they could be great and, and but, you know, we're looking for heroic sanctity, which sure. is, is about virtue, you know? And so that's, that's what the church looks for, yeah. What was your, the name of your parish that you grew up in? St. Mary's. It was Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary in hmm. Lebanon, Pennsylvania. Beautiful Gothic church. Oh, was it beautiful. I have so many beautiful memories. But when I was in eighth grade, they had to tear it down because it was condemned. It was heartbreaking. They saved the statues in the stained glass windows and put that them in the new church. But okay. The new church is kind of a modern architectural. It doesn't even, yeah, it doesn't compare to the Gothic hmm. that it had been before. So it was a very large, it was at one time, I think the largest parish in the diocese of Harrisburg. And when I was in school, there were over a thousand kids in the school. Sadly, that parish is now a struggling inner city parish. Mm -hmm. And uh, the church, the school is closed, no mm -hmm. Catholic education. So it's really sad when I think, when I yeah. go back home, because I remember how vibrant it was back in the 1960s and 70s when I was there. Huh. Before we go, I thought maybe you could give us a little bit of a, a state of the diocese. And this some of this might need to be tabled for a future episode if there's something particular that you want to kind of dive in a little more deeper or do some research on. But we talked a little bit about financially, a little bit about the schools, uh, church attendance, seminarians, religious life in the diocese. Um, you know, if we're seeing more or less marriage and divorce or marriage or divorce. So I just maybe if, if you can think about, you know, what what you're seeing or what you're noticing or what, you know, parishes are, are sharing with you. Uh, before we get to that, though, uh, just a reminder, this is our share and you can donate to Redeemer Radio to help us continue what we're doing. Maybe you want to do this as a, a gift to somebody. You know, maybe you're doing it for the shirt. Maybe you're doing it for, to be a day sponsor. You know, but maybe you want to say, I don't know what to get dad for Father's Day. I'll donate to Redeemer Radio and, and tell him, you know, I did that for him. He might appreciate that better than some socks or yeah. you know, a new tie or something like that. You know, maybe you want to donate in, in honor of your priest or a, a teacher that had a big impact on you or something like that. You can give the gift of Redeemer Radio to, to somebody. So if you want to do that, you can call or text 260-436-9598. It's the Holy Cross College text line that we, we share every week here. And you could, if you have a prayer request, let us know. If you have a question for Bishop, be sure to share that, and we'll put it on a future episode. And if you'd like to make a one-time or monthly donation, you can call or text 260-436-9598. Go to RedeemerRadio.com, click Give Now, and you can enter your information there as well. And all of that's going to help us to get to our goal of $4,000 for this hour. So if you can help us out, we'd really appreciate it. And so while you're making a donation while you're calling in. What do you see for the uh, 2021 or what maybe kind of what recently are you, are you seeing in the diocese or maybe even hopes for the future? Yeah, I mean, we're coming, we're in this period of recovery from the pandemic. So 
uh, hopefully getting things back to normal. But I, I don't mean normal. I don't think we should be satisfied with getting back to normal. Yeah. Uh, I, what have we learned from this time? What have we learned? Has our faith grown stronger? Hopefully we've learned the, the importance of our faith and the sacraments, uh, especially when people ha- weren't able to go. Hopefully a, a renewed appreciation of a liturgy and the great gift of the Eucharist, the great gift of the sacrament of penance. But I think, you know, maybe we've learned to, to use media better uh, in communicating the gospel. Mm-hmm. Certainly a lot of parishes have upped their game when it comes to live streaming and being creative with use of, of uh, social media, et cetera, to stay in touch with people. Those things shouldn't just stop. We could hopefully improve, continue that and learn from those things. And I also think the um, one of the things as we go forward into the next year, you know, the importance of, of, of really having beautiful liturgies. You know, when we talk about evangelization, uh, one of the things I think about is when we invite people to learn about the Catholic faith or to come to a Catholic church, what do they experience? Mm-hmm. Do they experience beauty? I would hope so. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we should have beautiful churches, beautiful music, good preaching, welcoming. Now, some might say that that's a, a waste, a waste of time or a waste of money. Like, why are you spending all this money on flowers in the church to make it beautiful? Just save that money or give it to the poor. What What's... Yeah. Why, why, why would you defend beauty? Yeah, I mean, beauty is, is, I mean, God is beauty. God is all beauty. That's a way to God, the via pulchritudinis in Latin. It's uh, the way of beauty, you know, truth, beauty, and goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's, that's what brings us. We all are attracted by beauty. So therefore, you know, you look at the rich heritage of our faith and our church, uh, not only beautiful art, beautiful music, beautiful architecture, that's important. But I, I would hope that people, when they when they come to a, a Catholic church to visit for a liturgy, they get enraptured by the beauty of the liturgy, mm-hmm. by the dignity, by the reverence, by the prayer that's happening. And uh, they're drawn closer to God through beauty. I think that's really important. I really do think we need to work on our music and um, not neglect the sacred liturgy. There's also the idea of what is every parish, what are we doing to serve the poor and the needy among us? This Mm -hmm. goes hand in hand with beauty, by the way. It's not like one or the other, it's both. The values that we hold dear, are we known in our neighborhood as a place where people who are hurting can come and receive assistance, can receive loving care, mm-hmm. whatever they might be hurting from. It could be material poverty or it could be you know, some kind of spiritual poverty or some kind of hurt in a relationship, whatever, that are, you know, the church should be a, an oasis of mercy in a society where there's a lot of desert. Hmm. Do they find that mercy in the Catholic community? So I, I, I think the parish's mission, because really when you talk about the life of the church, it's it's mostly on the parish level. I mean, you know, the diocese even, the diocesan ministries, which are so important, they help on mm-hmm. the local level. They're, they're there to serve parishes. So we need parishes that are evangelizing communities, that have beautiful and vibrant liturgies, and that have an outreach to the poor and the needy. We can grow in all those areas, no question. Every parish can grow in that area. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's constantly, but striving to be... And I'm so inspired during this Easter season. Every year we hear those readings from the Acts of the Apostles, where you see how 
alive the Holy how, how alive the church was in those early decades, so filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm. I mean, just a couple of weeks ago, we heard how the the early believers were of one mind and right. one heart, and no one was needy among them. Right. You know, I mean, that's pretty incredible. But that's that's our church. That's what we're called to be, not filled with divisions or, mm -hmm. but of one heart and one mind. That's the mind of Christ. That's the heart of Christ. And sharing everything in common. Sharing everything yeah. in common. No, there should be no one needy among us. And I do see so many good works happening, the works of mercy on the local level. And, uh, but that needs to be a priority yeah. in every parish. So the liturgy, good evangelization catechesis, and living the faith in charity. So works of mercy and love. Yeah. Well, hopefully we can be a catalyst for that with Redeemer Radio too. So thank you, Bishop, so much for your time, for sharing with us every week on this program. Thank you to Redeemer Radio supporters for making all of this possible, that we're able to have the finances to be able to have a radio station in the first place and be able to create some content to be able to share with people. And if you want to donate, reminder, 260-436-9598. Help us to get to that $4,000 goal. And you can call or text that number 260-436-9598 or go to RedeemerRadio.com and click Give Now. And before we go, could we get your Episcopal blessing, Bishop? Sure. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now and forever. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Who made heaven and earth. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And you're listening to the Spring Shareathon on Redeemer Radio. You're listening to Shareathon on Redeemer Radio, 106.3 FM, WRDF, Columbia City, Fort Wayne, and 95.7 FM, WRDI, Napanee, Michiana, and streaming on the Redeemer Radio app. Stay tuned to your listener-supported local Catholic radio station. Let the Holy Spirit work through your generosity. Go to RedeemerRadio.com and click Give Now or call 260-436-9598. Become a day sponsor in honor of birthday, anniversary, feast day, or other special occasion with an on-air message. With a $400 donation, your personalized message will air six times on the day of your choosing. For a $700 donation, it will air 12 times. And for $1,000, it will air 18 times. Plus, your donation supports the mission of Redeemer Radio. Become a day sponsor today. I actually remember one instance when I was driving back home, there was a lot of traffic, I was at a stoplight before getting on a highway, and I turned on the radio, and it was Redeemer Radio, and I was really caught up in my thoughts, but then I got tuned into what the priest was saying, and he started talking about the extravagant love of God, and how He is a lover that is constantly after us. And it really cut me to the heart. Um, it was very powerful, and it was just through the radio. But that is, you know, God uses ordinary means, even, you know, the radio to speak to you. So, yeah, that was a very powerful moment. And I was able to really meditate on His presence with me right then and there in the car. 
Redeemer Radio's programs encourage listeners to live the faith every day at work and at home with Catholic perspective on current events, prayer, spiritual wisdom, and more. There's something for everyone on Redeemer Radio, and your support helps share the truth of the Catholic faith 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Help us amplify the voice of God. Pledge now by calling or texting GIVE to 260-436-9598. Redeemer Radio has been everything for me. and I, it's, it's, I can't state that enough. Not only did it play an integral part into my reconversion, but it um, played an even bigger part into my wife, who was a Protestant's conversion to the Catholic Church. I would um, always make sure I'd go in her car and turn on Redeemer Radio and leave it on. Um, so that way it was just on and she started listening and she caught fire because of Redeemer Radio. Redeemer Radio programs accompany listeners at every stage of their faith journey. For men and women raised in the faith and those searching for the fullness of the truth, our programming has something for everyone. Your donation helps bring the truth of the Catholic faith to listeners 24 hours a day, seven days a week. This is Bishop Kevin Rhodes, and on Truth and Charity, my weekly program on Redeemer Radio, I talk with host Kyle Hyman about important topics in the faith and answer questions from Redeemer Radio listeners. Thank you for listening to and supporting Catholic programming like Truth and Charity, heard Wednesdays at noon, right here on Redeemer Radio. Yeah, I just think Redeemer Radio is so important because it reaches those who are uncatechized or who are away from the church or just have nothing at all. And then also connecting those who who are in the church and very active in the church to know what's going on and, and how to be connected. It's easy to become a Redeemer Radio supporter. Volunteers are standing by and lines are open for you. Call or text GIVE to 260-436-9598. It costs about $120 to provide Redeemer Radio listeners with one hour of Catholic programming. All donors who give this amount or more automatically qualify for a specially designed t-shirt. Call today and support Redeemer Radio's efforts to amplify the voice of the Creator with content that invites. Help us continue encouraging others like you to live a vibrant life of faith. Call or text GIVE to the Holy Cross College text line at 260-436-9598 or donate online at RedeemerRadio.com. This is Redeemer Radio's share Thank you for listening to and supporting your local Catholic radio station. Thank you for listening to this hour of Redeemer Radio's 2021 Spring share Please keep us in your prayers, and if you're able to support the mission, visit RedeemerRadio.com to make a monthly or one-time donation. And if you're looking for more great podcasts, check out SpokeStreet.com.